into it yeah why don't we pray and then yeah. um yeah you so can good. fire away all right well father i just thank you for your word thank you for um yeah what you do and how you speak to us uh thank you for fun god that you created fun you created laughter you created joy and we just thank you for um just the practical outworking of your message today in jesus name amen so yeah last week i spoke on um the debt's been cancelled and righteousness and our new creation that we don't let the circumstances around us determine how we um, behave and, and give our attention to. And so what we're doing over the next few weeks is is one week someone will um, give a message and then the following week we're going to just have some Q&A uh, time to just just talk about how practically we live this out and, and outwork this and, and what the Bible says and and actually make it as practical as we can. So next week, Jalil Schelling is actually going to be bringing the word and bringing the message, which is going to be cool. Good. So cool. anyway, over to you, Al, cool. Al, L2, L1, L2. L1. Yeah, whatever. L1, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just think this is such a good idea because I only heard this message of righteousness and identity um, kind of like at the end of 2018, beginning of last year. And I really wrestled with, yeah, just like the outworking of it and what does that look like because it was so different to the message I had grown up knowing. Mm. Um, so I just think this is such a great idea. It's a good idea. Good work, guys. Good work, production guys. Um, so my first question is kind of like a two-part question and I'm going to ask you to clarify two of the words that I'm going to use. So what I was – like something that I struggled with is – what are some of the basic principles that are given to us in Scripture that instruct us in the ways to walk out our authority and power in Christ? So last week I noticed that you used the words power and authority and they were kind of different but also kind of the same. So can you first explain what the difference is between them and then talk about how like, how do we – some basic ideas and how do we walk that out? Awesome. Yeah, great question. <clears throat> um, Lani asks good questions and articulates <laughs> them very well. Uh, yeah, so really, I think really simply um, the difference between authority and power is, um, you know, we have everything we need for life and godliness. We have, you know, we're in the promised land and we're, we're a new creation. And But so often we can, you know, you can have all authority um, but not actually use that authority, not actually outwork it. Uh, you, you know, you can have all the money in your bank account, so to speak, and not actually still live in like a poverty mindset um, and still live in, in that way. And so for me, I think, um, you know, if I can steal Bill Johnson's uh, analogy of um, the, you know, authorities like the badge of, uh, you know, a policeman that we carry that it's like, hey, I have the legal grounds and the legal rights to operate here, uh, whereas power is like the gun. It's the actual outworking and the flow of the Holy Spirit um, in our life. It's the, the manifestation of his glory, uh, you know, manifesting on earth. It's, it's the, you know, healing the sick. It's the renewed mind. It's the, you know, prophecy. It's it's all of those, those things of, of the... Uh, outworking of it and so authority I would say is that is the badge 
and then um, power is the outworking of the authority that we that we have, mm. and, and in our life. And so, um, I think that exp- for me that explains the differences. Yeah, that's a good and what was the what was the second part of that? So the second part of that is okay. So we know what authority and power is now, but how do we act? Like, what are the basic principles of outworking that in our lives? Like walking in that, because yeah, if you're like me and you haven't grown up in the knowledge of that. It's like, that sounds so exciting. What do I do with it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think it's important, firstly, that we uh, I'll probably clarify, like, you know, uh, righteousness and grace is the empowerment to live this out mm. and our beliefs determine our behaviour, not the other way around. And so, you know, um, righteousness or grace isn't isn't just like, we're not flippant about it in terms of, you know, well, sin's no longer an issue. It's like sin, the sin nature now is no longer an issue, but um, people might be living in sin habits or different things. And so we want to, we want to, um, we want to outwork the power and the authority that we have in to not just live free, but then also impact the world around us. Um, for me, the, for me, the best way that I know how to do this is to, Behold the one who created me. So to get in my uh, – there's no – we want to – we're suckers for formulas and we want to have the, you know, the three-step program. Three-step process. Of, of how we how – we give me the three steps and it's like actually reading this, um, meditating on this. You know, Romans 12, I probably use this scripture a lot today in that, you know, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So – we really need to renew our mind. And I think it was Carolyn Leaf, she said, um, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, she said, you know, you have, you can create different brain pathways now in, in your brain, in your mind. Um, and you have the, you have that much power to choose that. So you can still, as a new creation, as a, um, as righteous, as holy, you still have the ability to choose to create bad from the choices that you make, from the decisions that you outwork, from the belief system that you uh, have. And then you also have the ability to choose to create new pathways and new mindsets and new rhythms. And and and, um, and I think the, the best way that I know how to do that is to, to meditate on this, to, um, you know, and to let, let the statement of Jesus is the truth about me mm. define... Me. So if there's something that I'm experiencing that I know that, you know, God puts his finger on like, hey, that thing's not who you are and it's not in the life of Jesus, then I need to go take that to the Father and say, hey, what is it? You know, what lie am I believing yeah. that I need to replace it with, with the truth? And then what, what is the truth? Like, what does mm. it say about the life of Jesus? What does it say about um, his life? And, and meditate on this. Like I, when I had revelation of this, I, um, you know, I would just plough through, plough through scripture. And then I think in terms of power to, to ask and to follow on from that question, you know, in terms of growing in the gifts of the spirit and growing in our outworking of praying for the sick and prophecy and things like that, um, we, we have to be okay to just take risk. Yeah. You know, and, and go, you know, I often use the analogy of riding a bike and my kids are learning to ride a bike at the moment and uh, they fall off. Mm. You know, they get it wrong. Um, they, they get things wrong and, you know, we have to create a culture of, um, of it's, okay, it's okay to 
to, to have a go, permission-giving culture. It's okay to, to give a prophetic word and if you get it wrong, own it. Like yeah. own it. So oh, I got that wrong, you know, and, and um, or you pray for someone, they don't get healed, that you go, okay, well, the standard's still every person that Jesus prayed for got healed. So we're going to go again and we're going to continue to, to get clarity and wisdom on that and just continue. And that's, you know, we train in every area of our life. We train for everything. And the same is in the kingdom. I think we need to be okay to, to train and practice and, you know. It's and, so freeing yeah. when you know you're allowed to give it a go and not get it perfect the first time. Like it gives you so much empowerment mm. to then go out and try again, to know it's okay to be like to be practicing and learning. I think that was super freeing. That's something that I've really picked up from Glory City that's been so freeing in my walk with God and growing in authority and power. Yeah, well, we have to be. We have to be like little kids and, and you know, a kid's born, they can't walk, they mm. can't talk, but they learn. They learn to grow in maturity in those things. Mm. And so we, we as parents, as mums and dads, we have to be okay to say, hey, you tried, you failed in that area, let's pick you up and let's go again or let's mm. correct something, let's teach you right. You know, people mm. perish for lack of knowledge though. Mm. And so... Uh, let's bring clarity to that. And and sadly, so often in the church, um, you know, things happen that are, are done wrong and we then shut it down as mm. opposed to like just bring it, bring correction to it mm. and and learn what the scripture says, learn how to outwork that and, and bring bring safety to it. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, so I, hope that, I hope that. Yeah, no, that's help. good. Yeah. That's so good. So good. Um, cool. So I guess this kind of like follows on from that when we do get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so when we or our brothers and sisters in faith do sin, because that is something that still happens, how do we respond in the knowledge that we are new creations and that there is no condemnation in Christ? What's our response to sin? Yeah, that's cool. So when people sin, how do we, as Christians, how yeah, do we Yeah, or we, we sin because yeah. I think it's so easy to go down the shame spiral and yeah, hide yeah. because it's not safe yeah, yeah. to make mistakes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, well, I think firstly we, again, we have to come back to Scripture. So we, mm. we go, you know, um, we no longer judge according to the, to the flesh. We judge according to the spirit. And if that person is as Christ is in this world, then how do we how do we address that yeah. you know and uh, and I think something for me that I've learned probably over the last six or seven years is um, truth sets people free yeah. knowing the truth sets people free so when we're when we're talking to people and and dealing with things you know say someone you know comes to me and they says Liam I've I sinned last week and I you know I'm confessing that to you and I want to I want to get free of this well to me instantly I, I'm going well, the Holy Spirit's at work in their life because they're wanting to bring that to the light. They're wanting to bring that into freedom. Um, and for so long, uh, the church has gone, well, um, numerous things, but there is that guilt or shame or mm. condemnation or whatever. And it's our job to bring hope. Mm. It's, you know, I've seen so many people that just the simple statement of you can be free from this brings hope into their life. Like you can actually walk in the freedom of this. Mm. And, it, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire realises a tree of life. And so um, when we bring hope, we're bringing the opposite. And then how I deal with that person, um, some books that I'd encourage people to read, yeah, Unpunishable by Danny Silk, 
um, is a phenomenal book on these specific, even Culture of Honour as well by Danny Silk. That's a great book. Um, you know, brings such clarity to this because, you know, I'm not looking at this person going, I've got to throw them out, I've got to try. I'm like, okay, how how can I protect them, number one? Mm. You know, like Shem and Ham and, and uh, what's his other brother, Joseph, Japheth, yeah, um, how he, they, they, you know, Ham shamed Noah, whereas um, Shem and, and Japheth covered Noah, mm. you know, and protected him. So I think it's, you know, there's... Um, obviously, if there's public things that are done, then we need we need to address them. But if it's just a personal thing that happens, then we need to bring uh, protection to that person. Mm. We're not going around telling everyone, uh, which is one. But then, how we deal with that person, um, you know, uh, is is I I'm looking at that person to see how does Christ see them, mm. and what's the lie they're believing that's causing this thing to rule in their life, and how do we how do we get them to realise the truth about them. Mm. How do we love, you know, love uh, our neighbour as we love ourselves? Mm. So how do we learn to love ourselves in a healthy way where we're like, hey, I'm believing this lie, whether it's I'm not good enough, I'll never amount Mm. to nothing, I'll, you know, I'm always going to be stuck with this sin Mm. in my life, whatever, you know, issue it is. And then how do I replace it with the truth? Well, the truth is is how does Jesus see me in Mm. this situation? And he doesn't see lust or anger or any of those things, um, he sees purity, wholeness, righteousness. So now my job is to go, how do I work with you, that person, if it's me that's, you know, pastoring them or leading them or whatever. It's like, how do we lead you into all truth? Hmm. And so you know it for you, yeah. Um, you know, and, and that we speak truth over your life and we declare, we call the gold out in, in you and that we learn how to honour people for who they are without stumbling over who they're not Mm. and that's so important because we often want to we I don't know if this makes sense but often as Christians I sometimes I've done this I've done this myself where um you know we're like oh that person you know I judge them in that they're not as holy as I am and I put this barrier in there and it's like, hang on, I'm, it's my job. I've been given the ministry of reconciliation, not counting their trespasses yeah. against them. And I'm supposed to um, love them, uh, sinner and saint, mm. uh, and, and call the gold out. Yeah. You know, it's his kindness that leads people to repentance. And so how do I draw the gold out, you know, in you? It's like, this is who you are, Lani. This is who you are, Sam, or this is who you are, Glenn, or whoever. It's like, this is who God's made you to be and Mm. call that out in you. And then I just believe then sin starts to... We don't want to be stuck in sin. So when no. we get permission to be free for it, from that's it, right. it's like all of you is like, I want that. I'm got, like, that's what I want. Um, this wasn't a question that I, I sent you. I hope that you. makes sense. Does yeah, that make sense? It yeah, it does. But this is a question that wasn't in here, but I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking about it now that you're talking. And you don't have to go into a huge amount of detail, but why do you think we do get so offended by other people's sin? Why do you think there is it can be hard and we can feel more self-righteous or more holy than other people when they sin? It's a great question. I've, <laughs> I've never really thought about it much. Um, 
Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. No, no, that's that's a great question. So why do we get more – we get um, put off by other people? Yeah, we you get were talking about there being like a, 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 bar- yeah, a barrier. Yeah. yeah, why do you think we – that's something that we can fall into? I think we just can't give ourselves to the religious spirit of the world. Mm. You know, religion wants to shame and bring condemnation. Um, and, and as soon as someone – Sins that spirit of agreement mm. wants to come in and say, "Yes, yeah, see, yeah. that person is da 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 da." Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the Holy Spirit's the most powerful spirit in the world, mm. and then I think the religious spirit is is is, is probably mm. the next one. Yeah. Okay. You know, and um, I think it's uh, and that that tries to get in there. Mm. Um, you know, rather than if we take on the mindset of Christ of you know, it's cast as sin as far as the east is from the west. Mm. Um, and I I look at that person, you know, like Jesus said, you know, you know, speck of sawdust in your own, plank in your own eye, speck of sawdust in someone else's, you know, if mm. we actually take that literally yeah. and we go, hey, this, you know, we're not comparing me. I mean, the only difference between, uh, we say for a non-Christian, I expect um, a non-Christian or a pre-believer or whatever language you want to put to it, I, I expect sinners to behave like sinners. Yeah. You know. And you I, can't I, hold them to a standard. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't mean that as a guilt or shame thing, but it's no. just like that's – I'm not expecting them to live different than By the world. By the rules of another kingdom. You know, but as Christians we've been given the answer, the solution, mm. the freedom. And um, we are called the remnant ones, the separated ones. Not that we're separate in us, us and them, mm. not, at, not at all, but that we're, we're actually like, hey, w- there is a standard that Jesus has now given us and we can live this out mm. freely. Yeah. And, um, and so I think we've got to be really careful not to go, you know, someone sins and we're like, oh, yeah, I knew oh, that person's not as holy as yeah. I am. And we start to do the self-righteousness thing yeah. as opposed to, well, hang on, Jesus loves that person this mm. exactly the same way I am. So I think I think we do it because we, we give ourselves to the, the, the spirit of the air, which, mm. is, which is often dominated by, by the demonic. Yeah. So I think we just give ourselves to that. We're, you know, we're so quick to gossip. We're so quick to bring slander. We're so, so quick to cut people down. Um, you know, and uh, I know this ties in with it. Sorry, I'm rambling a bit, no, but no, it, okay. it ties in with it a little bit of like we often say seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and then all these things get added. Mm. In a, well, Australia especially, we don't love it when things get added to people. Yeah, that's offensive. It's like, oh, they're succeeding in life and yeah. we like to bring the, you know, the tall poppy syndrome. We like yeah. to bring them down. As opposed to celebrating them, mm. go man that 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 mm. woman that man they they're doing something with mm. their life they're they they're being successful in the Lord, yeah. um, and we celebrate it, yeah. Rather than oh, well they're da 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 da, yeah. It's like championing them, yeah. Championing them, praise them, you know, love on them, honor them, regardless if you have. I mean. You wouldn't have to look far to find a fault with someone. Like mm. it's not hard yeah. to find fault with me or with you or someone. It's like we all could do that. Yeah. But it's like our job is to love people for who they are without stumbling over who they're not. Yeah. And so I think it's um, we need to we need to just bring that that kingdom mm. spirit to it rather than partnering with the anyway. 
Yeah, good. That's good. Leave that there. No, I like that. <laughs> yeah, actually my friend though, she on that topic of like celebrating somebody else's success, she said to me she had a revelation that their success doesn't detract from her value. No, that's right. And for her that was really yeah, free because yeah. now she can champion people and know that that doesn't change anything about who she is because she's not – Perfect. Succeeding in the same areas, she's succeeding in other areas. That's right. It's yeah. your lane that you're in. And <clears throat> yeah. it, I think this is why identity is so important because when you know you're a son, you're yeah. not in competition. That's right. When you know you're a daughter, you're not trying to outdo that next person. Yeah. You're like, I'm just so comfortable in who I am. And yeah. if, if you go far beyond what I can do, then I'm I'm so – I mean, that's what a good parents want, yeah. want for their kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Good. Okay, um, so we all have the fruits of the Spirit dwelling within us. Mm-hmm. And last week you mentioned self-control, which is the fruit of the Spirit. How can we begin to ca- uh, cultivate these characteristics of God in our lives? Yeah, great. So how can we cultivate the fruits of the Spirit yeah. in our life? In a way that's healthy because you don't want to put yourself in a position where that's like, you know, I can either be peaceful or I can flip my lid and rage. It's yeah, like you yeah. want to have healthy ways of cultivating it without. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it's really uh, important and I, I'm probably addressing something a little bit that I've seen um, in, in, a right, in grace and righteousness. Because grace, grace is not the permission to sin and get away with it. Mm. Um, you know, a righteousness is not that. And I've had numerous conversations with pastors. They're like, oh, Liam, you're, you're giving my people permission to sin mm-hmm. and get away with it. And it's like, no, no, actually we're giving the, the answer biblically mm. um, and addressing it in scripture. But then, because uh, sin's a big deal. Mm. It's, it's a big deal to God. It's, it's not like this is some flippant thing. Mm. But the root now has been dealt with. And I think I mentioned it before. It's like so now longer you might not have a sin nature anymore, but you might have a sin habit mm. uh, or something like that. And so I think when it comes to switching to the fruits of the spirit, um, that we uh, that we you know whatever we give attention to will grow in our life. Our belief system determines our behaviour, you know. And so if we believe that we have all these. And we start to renew the mind towards these gifts, towards these these fruits. You know, it's like, okay, I have the, you know, I have the spirit of self-control. I have the spirit of purity. I have, you know, all of these, these fruits of the spirit. Um, and I meditate on them and I meditate on that. Then that's what's going to grow in my life. Mm. Um, I know there's a study that was done um, where they... Uh, you know, par- I think I can't remember how many people it was, but they a thousand, thousand people, something like that. They interviewed and said, um, "I don't want to become like my mum and dad," yeah. and they ended up becoming like their mum and dad because mm. they were still focusing on the very thing that they were trying not to become, mm. as opposed to, "Well, these are the truths that I want to have manifest in my life." You know, I know people, um, and, and practically, you, you know, you. Sit down and go. Hey, what do I want to? What do I want to manifest in my life? Mm. Do I want to manifest purity? Do I want to? Ma- which I, everyone it's does. Good to know the direction. Everyone you does. Go in. But then it's like, okay, how do I now take those that truth and and start to have it yeah. impact this? Yeah. Impact this, and uh, you know, I think it's you know two Peter one. Uh, I always forget where it is, but you know, it talks about that um, we don't operate in these because we've forgotten mm. who we are. 
And so reminder, you know, Hebrews 3.13, that we encourage each other daily mm. so we do not get hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. I think that's why church family is so yeah. important that we're like, hey, I'm going to remind you of your value, your mm. worth, your, these things so that we don't forget. I mean, we just forget. I forget. Oh. You, I mean, People forget, forget. You know, The moment my kids push my buttons, I'm like, I have a spirit of peace. You know, and I, I think it's it's not to confuse emotions yeah. with this. You yeah. know, we're emotional beings. You yeah. know, God's emotional. Yeah. Um, he's the most emotional person in the Bible. Mm. But he's fully in control of his emotions. Yeah. Your emotions don't dictate your behaviour. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's just practically as well. It's if, if you do say, you know, um, you know, lash out at your kids, which I've done, you know, every, probably every parent has done that. Um, again, that you own it. Yeah. That not in the sense of, well, now this is my identity. No. But you take it, one, take it to the father, but then take it to your kids. We, we, I do this, um, you know, regularly with my kids where I'm like, hey, I'm sorry mm. that I yelled at you in that moment. I shouldn't have. Do you yeah. forgive me? Yeah, we do and then, and then they pray for me. We pray yeah. for each other. That's so good. Because you're trying to model how we take reconciliation and make it practical. Yeah. And so I think it's so important just to go, yeah, okay, I got that wrong. And, and I think going back to what I was addressing before is in this righteousness culture is that we don't go, well, um, Oh no! I've got it all together, mm-hmm. and I've I'm, I've got this, I've got the spirit of peace, whereas I've I've just oh, I've got the spirit of self control. And you're like, well, I just watched you have an, a complete anger meltdown, mm. and it's like it, it's going okay. You're not angry. You're you don't have the spirit of anger, but you ha- you haven't learned. You're still believing a lie about something mm. that you're not. You're still manifesting that in your in your mm. life, and you, you need to manage. You need to manifest self control, mm. which is who you are. So there's no guilt or shame attached to it, but it's just going, uh, we're still going to address this mm. because I love you way too much to leave you where you are if I have permission to speak into that. Yeah, yep. And um, and so, hey, we, we're going to address this and we're going to, mm. you know, work out the way. But I, I think I think getting in your closet, mm. again, reading it, I know that sounds super nah, simple. I mean, it's the word of God. You so. know, <laughs> it sounds super simple, but yeah. it is, I think it is simple. Jeez. I don't think it's, uh, it's deep. Mm. But it's it's simple. Yeah. It's um you know it's it's uh, we need the fellowship, but we also need the the revelation mm. for ourselves. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, it's the overflow of the heart. Hey, like if you have His Word and His truth in your heart, that's what's going to come out. Doing whatever you can, putting sticky notes on your walls, yeah. on your fridge. You know, Shen's put um, truths on out with. The you know, mirror writing, yeah. you know, yeah. things that you just, they're just great reminders to put in front of your face to just mm. say, um, you know, like uh, what kind of culture do you want to have in your home? Mm. You know, what kind of things do you want to have in your home? What's the, you know, we sat with our kids and we said we want to have a culture of encouragement mm. and a culture of peace and a culture of joy. And, yeah. it's, and when that doesn't happen, we just remind, hey, this is the culture that, you came you up with. You agreed to. Yeah. You wanted to come up with that culture, mm. and um, it's and good so to now we can work together too. to to make that happen. You yeah. know, and uh, you know when we get it wrong, that we don't go into hide and guilt and shame. Mm. That we just come back. Oh God, I spent four or five years. God, show me who I am. Mm. That the way you see me, show me who I am. The way you see me, so mm. that I can 
outwork that in my life. You know, that I just prayed that prayer over and over again mm. and I still still need it. Show me yeah. who I am. Show me clearly who you are yeah. so I can clearly outwork this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yay. Fun. <laughs> um, okay, this is my last question unless I think of another one and then <laughs> I'll surprise you with it. Um, what is our response or like our collectively and individually to, I guess, global issues like what we're experiencing right now or, you know, it could be more centralised to our area armed with the knowledge of our freedom and righteousness. So basically how do we respond to the issues of the world knowing what we now know about who we are and what we have in Jesus? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, we're in a... We're in, I think the re, to me the renewed mind is so important. Um, you know, Paul lays out Romans 8, 6, 5, 6, 7 and 8, you know, and then 9 and 10 he sort of transitions into some other stuff But in 11. And then Romans 12 he says, all right, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Mm. Uh, Jesus rebuked Peter for, he says, you know, get behind me, Satan, your mind is set on the things of mankind, not on the things of God. Mm. Um, and, you know, right after he has the revelation of who, who Jesus is. And then Bless the, Peter's soul. You know, and, um, you know, and then Peter went on to be one of the most amazing apostles yeah. the world's ever seen, you know. And, um, and so the mindset that we, you know, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, not, you know, counting people's sins against them. You know, Jesus, Jesus um, ushered in a new covenant. And God's the same, but the way that he interacts with um, his people now, we're in a new covenant. Mm. And so, you know, when the um, when the disciples, I think it was James, Andrew and James or Andrew and Peter, wanted to call down um, fire on a city, they've got that from their, their Bible. Yeah. You know, and they, they've got that. That wasn't just like a random thing. They've, mm. they've got that from their understanding um, of who God is. Mm. And so it's like, and Jesus says, you do not know what spirit you are of. Mm. And because they were still of the spirit of, of, that, of the world. Yeah. They hadn't been born again yet. They weren't carrying the new nature in Christ. And so I think as new creations, it's our, the subject hasn't changed. It's our job to bring the kingdom. That's what Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think understanding the times and then understanding what to do with the times is important. Um, you know, I, I think, but we're in a new covenant age. And so it's not our job to throw guilt, shame, condemnation. It's not our job even to, um, if I can go as far as to say that, you know, um, people are there's evil in the world we don't i'm not mm. i'm not i'm not uh i'm not in denial but like daniel i preached on it three four weeks ago daniel was able to love one of the most evil men in his generation nebuchadnezzar and he flipped him mm. he flipped him around because he had access to to his heart mm. because he brought the kingdom you know, I think Daniel was a prophetic picture of, of what where Joseph was the same. He was able to bring, you know, into Pharaoh's life, into that generation, incredible breakthrough. Mm. Um, and I, so I think for us, we're the ones that are supposed to 
you know, we're called the light of the world. And if we're here and we're on the planet, the planet should be benefiting because we've got the answer. Jesus always brought the solution. Mm. Everywhere that he went, if people needed food, he brought the solution. People needed a healing, he brought the solution. Mm. You know, when they even they said to Jesus in John 9, they said, who sinned, this man or his parents? He's like, neither. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal the man. Mm. And, and he healed him. So he always brought about healing. He, and he demonstrated the kingdom mm. and he modelled the kingdom. And Isaiah 9 says that of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And, you know, we look at, um, we look at uh, you know, the kingdom has been increasing from the time of Jesus until now. And so I think, I think with this pandemic, with this stuff, I think it's our role as Christians, as the church, is not to throw guilt and shame and look for, religion will look for where the problem came from. Mm. Kingdom will bring the solution. And I think that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the answer. Not me in that <laughs> sense, but Jesus. It's like we have the keys of the kingdom, and we have an answer for every solution, every problem on, on planet Earth mm. through the kingdom of God. So, yeah. I think we're just, I think we're supposed to demonstrate that, model that. Cool. So, awesome! Yeah. Thanks so much, Liam. That was so good. Love yeah. your clarity and the simplicity of it. It's not complicated. Yeah, yeah. If you get, know, if you know where to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read your word. Get into it. I think we're due for a Bible revival. Yeah. <laughs> you know that we would read this book. Yeah. And understand this book, and you know Jesus is the truth about you and me, mm. and Jesus is the truth about God. So. Cool. Thanks, Lani. No worries. Yeah, My yeah. Fun. Awesome.